We're back, bitches! Oh, uh, I'm Ada. I'm Nia. And this is... Welcome to my world. Yay! Woo-woo. We're back. Welcome to season two. Season two of the pod. For those of you who don't know, the conceit of this little this little podcast... Yeah, this cute guy is... Listen, Ada and I are best friends. Since high school. Yes. Like uh, ten years now. Oh my god, don't yeah, say that. I know. Um, we <laughs> we're all dying. What I was gonna say, all of us, is that are dying. We have a lot in common. <laughs> we have a lot in common. That too. Please don't click away from the podcast now. I promise that it is like funny. It's all bleak. Okay. Coming up. Nia and I have a lot in common. We know a lot about each other. Yes. And a big part of our friendship has been media. We love media. We love to consume it. We love to consume it together yes. and with our, our other friends from high school and stuff. We, in theory, love to create it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. It occurred to us that, huh, there's probably a lot of media in my life and in your Nia's life. Correct. That the other partner in the friendship might not be aware of. And so far, that has been the case. That has turned out to been tr- to have been true. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we got excited about that idea, and we just thought that it would start some cool conversations about different aspects of the larger question, like, you know, what are different people exposed to at a young age? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm white. <laughs> you sounded so, so tentative. <laughs> uh, I'm, well... I'm white. (laughs) And I love her anyway. I'm black, in case that doesn't read. We both shrugged. We both shrugged hard. (laughs) Um, So that's an interesting dynamic. You grew up a lot on TV and movies. A lot of TV, a lot of movies. Your parents wanted you to be Amish. Yep, basically. So I read a ton of books um, and also watched. I watched a lot of TV. Definitely. I just read books, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not some, you know. Crumb. Damn it! Ada keeps calling me a crumb. I just just started today. I don't know where this came from, and now all of a sudden I'm crumb. Ha 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 ha! You are a crumb. At least I get to have sex with Hermione. This is not a Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. Okay, listen. Is there anything else that these new folks need to know? Um, oh, sometimes we curse. Yeah. So I I don't know if you have like a toddler or something. Maybe don't have them listening to this. I think that's it. You think that's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, should we dive in? Let's dive right on in. We're talking about a show that is near and maybe a little dear to my heart. Aw. It's called Family Ties. Uh, ran from 1982 to 1989. Great. And it stars love of my life, Michael J. Fox. Okay, so my first note was... Oh, this is why Nia always loved Michael J. Fox so much. Like, I didn't put that together. I've never seen Family Ties. Well, I mean, Back to the Future Obviously. is how it started for me. Okay, that's what I was wondering if... I was wondering which came first. Back to the Future... A chicken or the egg question, that's if you right. will. Back to the Future came first for okay. me. Back, family Ties actually comes C- first. Chronological. Chronological. I meant for you. I meant for you. Yeah, um, I just watched it, have watched it a million gajillion times, and mm. I was like, let me dive in and see what else this guy's about. Mm. So that's why you started watching Family Ties, specifically because yeah. you oh, were in love with I Marty If I find somebody I love, I'll go down your IMDb and like... But how yeah. old were you? Like, you must have been pretty young, right? I was definitely 13. I was in the 8th okay. grade. The internet was more of a 
Wild West back then, TV-wise. So there was this website, I can't remember the name, but they had tons of old shows, all the episodes for free, just like on this website. They had this, they Whoa. had Doogie Howser, so I watched that. Aww. We will not be watching Doogie Howser. That's fair. And, like, my mom used to, I mean, she wasn't super into family ties but like i would just watch a lot of shows she had watched as a youth yeah um and so that's how i watched this oh that's cool and then maybe a few months ago i realized it was on amazon and Mm -hmm. i did like a little re re yeah i dip my toe in listen i know which episodes i'm interested in yeah yeah i watch those i have to say i think you picked great episodes i really like the episodes that you picked yes you picked through Four. Four episodes. One of them's a two-parter. So we watched uh, season two, episode 11, Birthday Boy. <laughs> season two, episode 14, Say Uncle, which... Oh, man. My fucking favorite... Can I just say, uh, I was doing a little walk and talk with a friend of the podcast, Josh Backrack. Oh, love you, Backrack. When I told him we were doing Family Ties for this episode, he said do you know the Tom Hanks episode? And I said, oh! Boy, howdy do I. Oh my gosh. It's the episode I've seen the most out of any of them. Wow. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And we also watched uh, season five episodes 23, 23 and 24, 24. My name is Alex. Which, should we start with? I feel like birthday boy. It's we, the least consequential. Let's let's just get, I, yeah, get, exactly. Honestly, let's get through birthday boy. I feel like birthday boy will be a good way to just talk about like just kind of the cute fun things about the show. Oh, do you know the concept of the show? Like originally what's about? It's about a family. No. Oh. Yes, but more specifically. Oh, is it a spinoff? No. Oh. The parents, the whole thing is like they are very, they were like Berkeley in the 60s hippie parents, like uh-huh. always, they were in the Peace Corps, they were always uh, at protests, like very liberal, and they have this son who is very, very oh, Republican. Oh, 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 that's the whole Fox. money thing. Yeah, I as see. Alex P. Keaton. I didn't give give you a lot of episodes where they really go deep politically. No. Like he has a, po- a framed photo of Reagan in his room. Okay, that's like, what I was going to say. In season the season five episodes, in one of the flashbacks, he's like reading the newspaper and yeah. it's about Watergate and Reagan and stuff. And he has, so he's, that was funny. He's Nixon on his lunchbox. Basically, Alex P. Keaton would be the worst person alive today. You know, like, yeah. he didn't, yeah. Okay, so that's what it's about. Also, no, Michael Gross, who plays the dad, I am also hot for him as well. Full package? Full package. Tall drink of water, that man. So, first of all, just, like, Michael J. Fox is really very funny. So he made a lot of the comedic, com- comic moments for me, and, like, his dynamic with the parents is super cute. The other siblings, Jennifer? Jennifer and Mallory. I'm not... I'm not that into Jennifer. She's like a fake Stephanie to yeah. me. You know what I mean? I never, or something. I don't watch a lot of Jennifer episodes because. Yeah, I'm just not interested in her. Honestly, Tina Yothers, she had a hard time. Didn't didn't she um have an opioid ad- heroin? Yeah. Yeah. Mallory, on the other hand, so hot. Can we talk about that? Did you? That was my first. <laughs> that was my first note about did the. Did you siblings. recognize the name? No. That's Who is she? Justine Bateman. Sister to Jason Bateman. Oh! I don't know if you recall, but there's an episode of Arrest Development called Family Ties, where she, he thinks she's his sister. I know that episode. I never got that it was an actual reference to Family Ties. Yes. And that it's his actual sister. We learn new things every day. She's hot. Makes sense. It's so funny to me, because I feel like 
she sort of looks like you. Aw. So when you're like, she's hot, I was like, that's just you. Oh my gosh, that's kind of a compliment, right? (laughs) Yeah. Sort of. Or just like a criticism of me being really narcissistic. (laughs) Yeah, she's really very beautiful. Yeah, she's like the ditzy sister who's like, love, they love dumb women on this show. Yeah, they do. So... This episode. It's his birthday. He wants to drive down to West Virginia so he can go to a bar. A bar. Because 18 is legal. Right. Which is, like, great. So he's saying, like, I'm I'm 18, I'm a grown-up now. That, I think, is a cool thing throughout these episodes is, like, when they're grown-up, all the stories are kind of silly and it's a family TV show and it's just, like, fun and funny. But the things they talk about are kind of real. Like, I, yeah. I, the conversation with your parent about, like, I'm, I'm old now, I'm a grown-up, and they're like, you're so young. It resonated. I think one interesting uh, thing that comes out of the conceit of these liberal hippie parents having this super conservative child is that, like, they very much respect him as an individual yeah. and, like, allow this discourse. Like, yeah. This is truly some white parenting bullshit because, uh, they, honestly, he's really talking to her so crazy. Uh-huh. She's just, like, really rolling with him, trying to have a dialogue. But I feel like without that upper... Like, if he had been raised by conservative parents, mm. this is not how it would go down. So, yeah. like, their liberalism has sort of allowed him to be this awful... Like, he's... If he weren't Michael J. Fox, it would be very hard for this character yes. to be likable. Also, everyone looks so tall next to Michael J. Fox. Did, yes, but it's just he's, because he's so short. Michael J. Fox and I are the same height, which is so exciting. What? Yes! <laughs> when you're standing next to me, it's just like you're standing next to Michael J. Fox. The floppy-haired friend, this is a uh, sneak peek fact. Ooh, give it to me. The floppy-haired friend is played by Crispin Glover who plays his father in Back to the Future. Yes. Despite the fact that uh, Michael J. Fox is three years older than him. There's a lot of funny, like, 80s things. The radio. He's, like, so excited to have gotten the radio. And it's, like... It's like a dink. It's like a really nice radio yeah. for the '80s. It was just a classic. I mean, the back to the plot line for a second. Like, yeah. it's just a classic after school special plot line. Very, you know what? I, by numbers, right? Sitcom, multicam, exact sitcom, sitcom family yeah. family TV plot line. And that's like. why I picked that episode to watch first because I just wanted. It was like, a good introduction. This is what the show is. is yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. 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 I also love when when he does go on the date with those, like, really ditzy girls. And These, okay. One of them's literally named Buffy. Lol. Which, like, is code for, like, she's rich and dumb. Yes, exactly. I loved that, like, one of the girls was the tallest yeah. of the girls, and that was Michael J. Fox's girl. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's cool. Pretty much every woman he's with on this show is taller than is him. Is taller than you know? Oh my gosh, that's really cool. Except for his main girlfriend. Well, but, right. You know. Besides that, I was just having a conversation, a, a heated discussion, which I'd love to have, by the way. The best. With some coworkers about how when I was growing up, I never saw romantic relationships between a man and a woman where the girl was taller than the guy, yeah. unless it was supposed to be That's like the exactly yeah. the punchline. And that was really hard for me. Like, as I'm very tall, I'm yes. six foot two, technically maybe six foot three. We're, we're right. un- it's unclear. Humble brag. <laughs> no! God damn it. Some of us are all the way down here on the ground, okay? Yeah, me and Michael J. Fox. If I was six foot three, that would be like really close to being a full foot taller than you. Yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. Wow. 
that was why I noticed it and it was kind of cool. I'm glad to hear that about yeah, that. I mean, like, it would be so hard if that were not the case. You know, like, he's very small. Not just a short man. Yeah, like small. Yeah, I he's got, like, small shoulders. I oh, my God. I love his, like, compact yeah. little <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds, <sighs> it sounds, like, too much. But there's just, he's just, I, I don't know, I feel like I could pick him up. I like that. Y'all should have seen her face when she said he's just petite. I just, oh, I just, and even though he's got that little boy <sighs> voice, I don't know, there's something about there's a little rasp in there sometimes. Oh, oh my god. How can you oh, how can you not love him? The little floppy hair going. Smoothing. <laughs> <laughs> just like really need to Oh my god. Really need to hose off here. And this is what I'm talking about about why I was my first thought was like, oh, this is where the Michael J. Fox obsession comes from. Yeah. Is because Nia would talk about Michael J. Fox so much in high school. I love, okay, first of all, I saw him at a track meet in high school because his daughter went to a school in our league. And I remember being there and uh, my friend Nikki was just like, hey, do you know who Michael J. Fox is? And I scoffed. <laughs> I was like, bitch, please. She was like, um, is that him? And I turn around and it's fucking him. Oh my gosh. I, wow. <sighs> It was a great day for me. We can get back to the, to the plot now. Yeah, I mean, my only other note is that kind of back to, to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, but, like, they get really real at the end, like, the yeah. last convo between Alex and his mom. Yeah, about how, like, he doesn't treat her as a person. Yeah. And he sort of disregards her, and, and a lot of moms feel that way, you know? Totally. I honestly, like, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot more. Just being back home, I live with my parents, and just being back home with them in an adult context. Yeah. It's weird. I, it's weird. And I look at them and I'm like, oh shit, the, they're just grown-ups. They're just p humans. They're just people. You know, and so when Alex and his mom are talking and she says, you know, you, you keep talking about how you want me to treat you with respect and you want me to respect you as an adult. You need to respect me as an adult, not yeah. as an adult in charge of you, but as a, a fellow adult, a person. Yeah. That I mean, resonates. She's just like, it's not so much that you just disobeyed me, but that I, you know am sort of nothing to you yeah. outside of what I can give you. And for, especially in the early 80s, for like that to be the conversation that's mm -hmm. going on between parent and child. Like, it's pretty cool. It's a through line throughout the series that like these parents really listen to their kids. Mm -hmm. They really have respect for their children, you know. It's really amazing. I, and that's one thing I especially love about this show. Talking. Ugh, just talk to your yeah. kids. Yeah. From two people who don't have any, but you know. <laughs> That feels like a pretty good segue to oh. say, Uncle. I oh, you have more to say things? one more thing. Yeah, yeah, say I it. love, love, love the end of the episode. The whole episode, Alex has been, like, so annoying about taking mm -hmm. out the trash. Mm -hmm. And at the end, oh. to show his mom that he, like, respects her, he goes to take out the trash. But he says, I'm just going to go take out the trash now. And then calls her Elise. And I wished he hadn't said anything. Mm. I wish he'd just taken out the trash. I think yeah. it would have made for a better yeah. end of the episode. Yeah. You gotta end on that laugh line, though. I know. You gotta end on the I laugh know line. They need the laugh line. It was a callback to earlier in the episode yeah. and the blah blah blah. Oh yeah. god, it was just so it would have been so good if he just. I know. They love to end the show on a freeze frame. Also, I'm gonna oh. say it now and not ever again because I could say it about all the episodes. You could say that about every episode of the oh yeah sitcom yes. in the world. Yes, yeah. yes. It's very like sudden and sharp. <laughs> all of a sudden, your front it's front. Oh, it was yeah a little arresting for me. Um, but yeah, let's segue into again my favorite episode of all time, 
say uncle. Mm. Okay, so Tom Hanks plays the titular uncle, a young Tom Hanks, mm -hmm. back when he was still, one, doing TV, and yeah. two, doing comedy. Yep. Talk to me about this episode, Ada. I honestly didn't, I didn't take that many notes, because I just kind of got into it. It's a good, it's a good watch. It's a little heavy-handed. Oh. A little is being really generous. Absurd. It's absurdly heavy-handed. Uncle Ned comes in and immediately he's like, let's crack open a beer. Yeah. Because it's a comedy, there's all these like weirdly comedic moments. The audience is The whole thing is played so as a comedy. Many yes. times when they should not be laughing. Right. So Alex offers him a beer and has a six-pack in the other hand yeah. and then Uncle Ned like takes the six-pack and gives put him one beer and back. gives him the one beer back, right? And the uncle's just like sucking down drinks. It's like weird because he is crying jokes. He's fun. Like he is yes. legitimately fun. And then, they're like, playing games. But you also notice that he's like yes. raining these cans. Yes. Like, and already you're like, okay, this is. You're like clearly this, this guy is an alcoholic episode. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to like go out for a beer run at like 2 a.m. He's already finished a little bottle of like whiskey, mm -hmm. maybe. And then Alex sees him with that bottle, and that's when they talk about the beer run. And Alex is like, um, it's 2 a.m. Yeah. And then Uncle Ned starts is, yeah. rifling through the pantry for fucking anything, anything containing with alcohol. alcohol? Is and, that uh, real? I don't want to... In the 80s, I feel like that's real. You think? I feel like food regulation and like stuff. I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> they were playing it fast and loose in the 80s? I truly do. Listen. Do you the... think alcoholics drink maraschino cherry juice? I don't think that's real. I will say, I was watching Intervention yeah. once. Uh -huh. um, once. I <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and a woman, when she didn't have money to buy vodka would truly be drinking mouthwash. Mm. Hard to watch a person do that. Yeah, but uh, I believe that. Though, so to me, it's more surprising that he would drink, I mean, maybe they thought it was too hardcore if he drank some mouthwash, but like, yeah, are, is maraschino cherries, are they really stored in alcohol? I don't know. The when he drained the vanilla extract, that's when you're like, oh, this oh. guy is fully an alcoholic. I feel like Alex says that. He says to his uncle, he's like, you just drank a bottle of vanilla extract. Yeah. And his, oh, did you want some? I was like, oh, Oh, boy. God. And then, you know, the dad has, like, gotten Uncle Ned this job interview at the place where he works. Yeah. And Alex in the morning says to his mom, like, hey, I, you know, I'm worried about Uncle Ned. And his mom's like, first she brushes him off. Yes. And then he's like, no. He went into the pantry. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah drank a bottle of vanilla extract, and she's like, "Okay, I'll talk to him." And this is where I give the show Craig again because like it would be so easy for the second act for her just not to believe him full stop, mm -hmm. but she does, you know, and takes his words to heart. And I'm like, yeah. "Yes, listening to your kids, one hundred percent." Elise, the mom, she's like, "Um, no, don't." Like, what's going on? I think you have a problem. He's like, I don't have a problem. I can stop any time. And she says, so stop. Then cut to the job interview. He's soft. Stumbling drunk. Yeah. And it's like a mixture of really funny. That's the, th the great physical comedy. Great like, physical comedy. Yes. Funny. And yes. the jokes are like pretty funny. I too. agree. Yeah. When he's, when he like ends up sitting on like the, the side of the desk where the that Mr. Bit. whatever. Mr. Words. Yeah, Mr. Words is supposed to be like, that's a funny bit. Yeah. 
he brings Jennifer's clarinet, which yeah. I was like, he brought a prop. Like, yes. Oh my God, he really planned to take this. They go home, they get into a whole family fight, and then it escalates, and Uncle Ned slaps Alex. The situation is not hilarious. No, but the. Literally. Physically, the way it looks. It's so silly. Hysterical. Yeah. You can clearly see Tom Hanks hit his own hand. And Michael J. Fox goes flying. Flying he, back. There's like no way. He, like, it has no regard for actual physics of no. slap. He like hits himself on the tape. I was like, no. See, and this is where I, again, get attracted to the dad, Michael Gross. Because mm -hmm. he, he gets really, really quiet, really serene. And he's like, listen, I need you to call Alcoholics Anonymous and get some help. And if you can't do that, you need to get the hell out of my house. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just so protective of his son. Okay. <laughs> hey. Yes, I love this shit. Turn your fucking phone off. Don't tell me what to do, it's my mom. Hey Robin. Oh my God, she just asked me to make quinoa and I already made some quinoa. <gasps> Oh my gosh, your brains. Wow. But uh, yeah, say uncle. I love this episode. I just love that episode. Yeah. I think it's so, <clears throat> it just really escalates in a crazy way. I feel like also now it feels kind of dated. Yes. But at the time, I feel like there was a lot less of a conversation around alcoholics and Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. And it was a lot easier, especially for men, to just kind of slide by oh, in their sure. families or whatever, not getting help or seeking treatment. Yeah. Another thing I really appreciate about the show is, like, obviously all sitcoms at this time love a very special episode mm -hmm. and doing, like, tackling issues. But I always thought that the way the show tackles issues and, like, certain ones they tackle are were pretty notable. I don't think a lot of shows would tackle uh, adolescent male sexuality like with the male being tentative and maybe like they don't frame it as like necessarily a taken advantage of thing but like yeah. he's way caught off guard by it and is like into it but he's like oh my gosh and I just I always think that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Totally. They do a lot of episodes like that where I think for this time that actually is surprisingly correct yeah i totally i totally felt that from this episode and it's again a tough line to walk for a, a comedy show to tackle these issues because at the end of the day it has to be there has to be a laugh line yeah should be i mean this is a great segue uh, to my name is alex perfect segue to my name is alex parts one and two which basically i have a lot of like bigger picture notes on this one I love the it. basic plot is that alex's friend greg, greg has died and we learn throughout the first part of the episode that Alex was supposed to go help Greg help his brother move. But Alex said no. I'm busy, whatever. Yeah. And then Greg died in a car crash on the way to help his brother move. Yeah. So Alex has all this survivor's guilt. And and ends up like seeing a therapist. And that's when the episode gets really production-wise interesting. Like yeah. They've staged it like a play. It's really cool. Alex is having these, basically Alex is sitting in the therapist's office and then the therapist is never on camera. And at first- Amazing choice. Totally. And at first you think it's just gonna be a, a scene and then he'll go back yeah. and then it'll be like recurring scenes, but no. It's like you're sitting looking at Alex camera straight onto him and then behind him a whole darkened section of the stage yeah. lights up and it's a completely different scene yeah and you later figure out th 
through those scenes you figure out those are flashbacks and the the Alex that we're seeing he does it's not played by a different character but he is going reliving these memories from his childhood right and it's like everybody in his life his parents his sisters his, and teacher. his teacher Greg it's I mean it's a tour de force it's for a, Michael J. Fox it's he's, a tour de force for Michael J. Fox he's yeah. incredible it's the Michael J. Fox episode yeah big time he's just giving all these monologues mm-hmm. uh, the whole sh- the whole episode soliloquies even yeah and it's pretty great ruminating on death mm-hmm. on whether or not he believes in god on yes. you know how to move on and and the fact that his parents see that he's in trouble and they're like you should go to this therapist is also like this show yeah is amazing because therapy was still not that therapy was for crazy people and not for just and it was still anyone. it was still really tied to outdated treatment methods you know which was like a big stigma the only thing that i will say about the michael j fox tour de force oh okay is that he does a lot of squint acting which is like uh, generally an actor who doesn't have a lot of training will like squint when they have a lot of emotion and it's like so the opposite of what you want as a viewer because you want to be able to see their eyes you want to be able to see the emotion in in there for sure he does a lot of squinting throughout the series like that's yeah yeah some things that jumped out to me Mm -hmm. is that alex continues to refer to his mom as mommy yeah which can be cute but also sometimes when he says it i'm just like i don't know yeah i still call my parents mommy and daddy yes and maybe, listen, I know this is a bias I personally have. Yeah. Where I hate especially Southern men who be like, oh, my daddy. I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want that. I do not yeah. want that. I feel that sometimes I, I hope my siblings don't listen to this, but sometimes I wish that I could call, just move to calling my parents mom and dad. I do get self-conscious about it, especially daddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. or just like, daddy. Like, it's such a rich white girl thing, I feel like. And I, will, I mean, the thing that has sort of surprised... And I don't think it's shameful yeah. or anything, but it has always surprised me that you will refer to your parents as mommy and daddy in front of other people. I mean, I okay. don't think you should. So just one always- time, I had a conversation with Lucy, my right. sister, who's two years younger than me, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, what? What? when are we going to call, you know, them, them mom and dad? And my sister goes never (laughs) and I was like what but I feel like like sometime we have to and she's like if you start calling them mom and dad I don't know what I'm gonna do and just like the intensity of her emotion and like what a weird hill to die on I know (laughs) but it's her fucking hill to die on that's so strange I know so that's a big part of it too but it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently I actually feel like I I do like try to avoid it in front of other I do try to avoid it in front of other people you probably hear it the most because I'm so comfortable around you and like our other high school friends that I don't care but if I have like I don't know co-workers over yeah i'll like just try to avoid saying any name yeah <laughs> you call your mother tugboat so okay you do call her that yes yes you also call her baby uh no i refer to myself to oh yes baby. yes i'm sorry that's not that's definitely less weird is it not less weird it is definitely I, not less weird but it's supposed to be a joke like if she's going to i'll say uh Mother, could you get baby some water? I think that's funny. Audience, you decide. <laughs> Tweet at us. Listen, guys, are we too close to our parents? Maybe. Ah! <laughs> you literally just the other day said, 
to me that you think you and your mom are codependent. Uh, I know we are. <laughs> Listen, I know our whole life is gonna end, like, Great, great Gardens. Great Gardens. That's Absolutely. what you said, yeah. Um, yeah, should I throw out my, my big picture yeah, note let's, here? let's hear it. So, I work at a TV channel that makes kids content. And it's also something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about storytelling for kids and teens. Right. I think their voices are really important. And as I was watching this, I think especially going from the alcoholism episode into this episode of a teenager grappling with death, something that I've been preoccupied with a lot and that I have actually really been pushing at work is the fact that death is really present in the minds of today's kids and teens yeah. in a way that arguably it wasn't for us. But I mean, like, we went to war with Iraq when we were kids. Like, that was right. definitely scary for me. 9-11. There was dark stuff. Yes. I feel like, but it was The climate of school shootings way. is different. Yeah. And especially the lockdown drills that schools are doing now to yeah. prepare for active shooter situations. Death didn't feel as tangible as it yes. does to today's youth. Or, or immediate, yeah. you know, like it could happen at any moment. And so all of these things were like already in my head going into this episode. And it made me think like, this is something that I miss about family television, mm -hmm. which is a phenomenon that doesn't really exist anymore. But like- Yeah, there are very few, I mean, Fresh yes. Off the Boat and Blackish. Black, like, that's exactly. Like... So like also maybe Grownish, but even Grownish is more of like a yeah. youth spinoff kind of thing. Yeah. I've never seen Grownish. Anywho, the thing that I miss about family TV shows is that since parents and kids would sit down and watch it together, the shows had to talk about topics in a way that was accessible to both grownups and kids. Yeah. And because kids wouldn't be watching alone, I feel like there was less of a need for the shows to stay completely away from topics right. that might be difficult for kids to process on their because own. Because your parents, then you can look at mom and dad and be like, What's up with this? this? Right. Or if you do get it, you can engage with it on the more adult level. It just brought up to me this thing that I think is missing from today's kids TV. And I'm not just talking about the channel that I work at. I'm talking about across the board. Listen, don't get me wrong. I love me some Hannah Montana. I love me some what was on when we were kids. Wizards. Drake and Josh. Oh, Drake and Josh. Oh. Zoe 101. Yeah. Yeah, there was none of this none kind of, of engagement. At all. No, not at all. And it's something that I think, you know, I'm not advocating for kids television networks to become like a scary dark place that's like right. all like Still has to be entertaining. Exactly, and fun and, <laughs> and funny. Fun, yeah. But that's what both this two-part episode of Family Ties and the Say Uncle episode of Family Ties does so well, like yeah. we were saying, is that it ties together the comedy and the deepness in a way that makes it accessible. Like the laughter gives you a way in, makes you feel comfortable. Absolutely. And then they hit you with the, with the punch. I mean, even the first scene of My Name is Alex is uh, Jennifer explaining this... This funeral. The funeral to the kid. To their ben. little brother. Ben? No, that's the kid from Friends. Yeah. Um, I think it is Ben. I thought his name was Andy. Like Andy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So they open with Jennifer's explaining mm -hmm. to Andy that, like, okay, Mallory and Alex and our parents are at this funeral because Alex's friend died. And, and he's like, well, I want to see Greg. And, and he's like, like, well, you can't, you can't see, see him anymore. Because and he says why and she says because he's dead yeah. and they frame it in a funny way like it's another thing funny I, I really appreciate about this episode uh -huh. is that and may, this is a personal thing for me like a lot of shows and a lot of people in real life are big on like euphemisms for death like 
he passed away yeah. or whatever. And yeah. they, every time, are like, he died. Yeah. He's dead. Even just having on screen a explanation of death to a young kid. I mean, Andy's yeah. like five, four? Five, I'd say. I feel like that's something that a lot of families weren't doing. Yeah. I don't, still don't do today. You know, I, I completely agree. It's like very cut and dry. Like, this is what death is. Uh-huh. He's dead. And there are consequences. Yeah. You know, for those still left alive. Yeah. That's the other interesting thing about this episode is tackling this survivor's guilt that Alex feels in a really intense way. Like, yeah. Alex basically has a breakdown. Absolutely. You know? He's like, why am I alive? I should yeah. be alive. My selfishness, my when he's like, my smallness, mm-hmm. my lack of, you know, willing to be good to a friend is yeah. what has kept me alive. I was like... Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, totally, totally. This is crazy, you know? I mean, just imagining it being on TV felt really risky. Yeah. It, it, it's a risky choice for that show to make. Because it's like maybe 1985, 1986 when this episode comes out. Like, right. that's not really the type of conversations that were going on. You know, not like, at all. it's just very interesting that they could have all these conversations. And the show was immensely popular for many years, you know? Yeah. Like, I just want to touch more on how much of this show, I feel like, really rests on Michael J. Fox. Oh, 100%. In that, like I said before, Alex is a really unlikable character if you're not bringing the right things to him. I mean, especially, he's obsessed with money. I, he never says this in the show, but he definitely has misogynist mm-hmm. sort of tendencies sometimes. Mm-hmm. But just like the way his worldview, the way he loves capitalism mm-hmm. and, you know, all these Republican figures, like, it's super horrifying uh, to think about the reality of Alex B. Keaton. Right. Because... On paper, he would seem really pretty repulsive, at least to someone like you or me. Absolutely. Yeah. He's so, so terrible, and yet you love him. Yeah. Always. Even yeah. when he's wrong. Yeah. You are loving him in his wrongness, because he is ultimately sweet and lovely and yeah through some cringeworthy episodes we are we know that he is not a racist when the black family moves to town oh shit i really came with, no. that, with that two-parter oh my god oh my god i wanted to die the 80s were very much a white savior time and like they, they that's go, out in force they go hard with they're oh, like fuck that that your house would be oh would be uh Egged or graffiti in our neighborhood is crazy. We're gonna stand up for you, blacks. And I'm like, oh my god, Elise, kill yourself. Do you feel like that was also amplified just by the fact that, like, the show is so white? Oh, yeah. The show is really, I mean, like, there are very few people of color who pop up on the show. And when they do, it's, I think he once maybe has a black friend. Was that something that you picked up on when you were first watching it? Or you feel like more upon reflection has come up? You know, I really don't know. Just because... (laughs) My mom just got home. Hey, Robin! Hi! I don't actually know because most of my thoughts that I can remember as a 13-year-old are just about Michael J. Fox. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. And how much I love him. But... I mean, there was a lot on the rewatch. I mean, everything's different when you're watching as an adult. Absolutely. And you're picking up on all the subtleties. Even episodes, I think, are really good. A lot of the episodes are really good, yeah. but there's stuff in them where you're like, oh. Ugh. Right, like, you see more. Like how much they keep talking about the Indians mm-hmm. in My Name is Alex. And mm-hmm. obviously, that is the name of the team. But like, Yeah, 
No, I that yeah. jumped out for me, too. You know, they say it so many times. Yeah, they really do. Well, and it also, I mean, number one, not to, like, put words into your mouth of your experience, but, like, it's probably also not that different from a lot of TV you have watched or were watching at the time. Yeah. Like, just so much TV, especially old TV, yeah. was, See, like, that's the so white-dominated. I yeah. love all these old shows. Yeah. There's so much in them where you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, my mom and I just finished watching ER recently, mm-hmm. and, like, they're so weird about... And weirdly in the later seasons, lots of, like, thug. Oh. As, like, you know, a lot of coded racism, a lot of overt racism from characters that we're supposed to sort of chalk up to, oh, oh them, you know, mm. like... So, yeah, whatever. It's a reality. It's a reality. Totally. Well, that's an interesting, you know, wrinkle to this whole conversation for sure. Do you have anything else before no. we go into facts? No. Yeah, hit me with the facts. facts. Hit me. Facts, 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 facts. Um, okay, so I don't know if this fact is actually true, but it feels true to me. That the cast wanted, in the last episode, wanted the family to die in a plane crash. Oh my gosh. Because they didn't want to ever do a reunion. <laughs> they were like, we're done. Oh my it's god. Over. That's so petty, but also so awesome. Yes. And they still have not done any sort of reunion because... Well, they stuck to their guns. They stuck to their guns. Okay, I, I love that. Okay, so I mentioned her earlier, but Alex gets sort of an endgame girlfriend. Yeah. Her name's Ellen. Uh-huh. She's played by Tracy Pollan. And she and Michael J. Fox got married in 1988, what? and they remain married to this day. Wow. They have three kids. That is beautiful. Yeah. It's really sweet. That's um, so nice. And though they made her, she's like 5'7", so they do a lot of magic, and they make her look... Shorter. Not so much shorter as, But, like, like same height. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just, I always think that's really sweet that, like... Aww. You see the literal blossoming of their love story on this show. It's, like, really beautiful. Alex's full name is Alex P. Keaton. Okay. We never know what the P stands for. Yeah. And in the audition, Michael J. Fox added the P. That what? wasn't even part of the. And they he loved just it. introduced him like uh, himself, like oh, I'm Alex P. Keaton. Oh, cute. Yeah. So I love that kind of thing. I love that. Yeah. A fact I don't love. Oh. This was apparently Ronald Reagan's favorite show. Oh yes. darn. It makes sense. It was, it was yes. probably a lot of people's favorite show, though. To be fair. Yeah. Well, because he's also mentioned a lot. Alex has that frame phobe of him. Yeah. But, like. We're supposed to laugh at you know it's not we're not laughing with you Ronald Reagan yeah um so <laughs> I already mentioned Crispin Glover who uh-huh. cares uh, <laughs> the producers wanted Matthew Broderick whoa to be Keaton, but that would have been such a different show it would have been so wrong but his dad was sick at the time so Aww. he didn't want to do it and the first time they saw Michael J Fox they were like done. He, no, oh. he played it too snarky, and they didn't want him. Oh. And then he was, like, begging to get seen again, and they did. Awesome. And there we go. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The series was originally supposed to be about the parents. And yes. And obviously Michael J. Fox is the breakout star, and so yeah. they felt they kind of pivoted. Their role was kind of diminished, and also um. Um, they felt like they did it, characters didn't have a lot of development, which mm. is pretty true. Yeah. And they, like, staged a little protest on the set and everything, and, like, the producers could not have cared any less and changed nothing. So, Damn. That's cold. It's cold-blooded, right? Yeah, they were like, we got our star. They're we don't like, need you. It's like Urkel on Family Matters. Yeah, it just happened. It just happened. Uh, Family Ties aired on Thursdays after 
The Cosby Show. Dark. <laughs> Moving on. Tough. Um, and obviously that lead in, like they uh, they got a lot of uh, audience from that. Yeah. But eventually, Bill Cosby wanted uh, the show following to be a black show because he was obviously like, oh, yeah. more black than TV. Yeah. That show ended up being uh, a different world. Which oh, might, we're gonna yeah, because I, I know of it, but I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. And you know what? Yes, obviously, Cosby <clears throat> sucks. That show freaking rules. Yeah. And Wait, the Cosby show? I mean, that show, too. Oh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The world rules, and he's really not a part of it, so. Yeah. And so, once A Different World was on, they put uh, Family Ties on Sunday. Didn't do well. Viewership Oof. tanked, and then after a couple more seasons, they were canceled. Oh. Damn. Yeah. And in 2008, uh, Michael J. Fox was asked what he thinks Alex B. Keaton is up to right now, and he said finishing his prison sentence. And I hope that's true. Hmm. Good answer. Uh, from the show, Michael J. Fox has three Emmys and a Golden Globe, and the show wow. itself has two Emmys. Wow. And those are the facts. Go Mikey J. Ugh, I love him. And, I mean, I bet people do know this, but in case you don't know, his name is actually Michael Alexander Fox, but he was like, I can't be Michael A. Fox. Yeah, uh, that's so silly. It's Michael J. Fox. I knew that before because you told me that. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't Michael J. Fox also have Parkinson's? He does have Parkinson's. Yeah. There's a really great joke he does about it on an episode of Curb Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah? He hands, he and Larry are talking, and he hands Larry a soga, and he opens it, and it sprays in his face. And he's, and he's like, like, I was... Parkinson's. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> Um, yeah. Actually, there's a... Oh, I'm just so full of facts. Yeah, hit me with another uh, one. Michael J. Fox, he does this, like, little, like, head movement swivel thing that he's sort of known for on Family Ties. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the onset of his Parkinson's. What? Story. It's, like, a, his one of his signatures on the show, and it's... Wow. Yeah. That was early. Early, yeah. Holy shit. I know. Okay, should we, should we wrap up? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna hear... I wanna hear you. So... At the end of the show, we do a couple of questions that stay the same over multiple episodes. What's the word for that? Uh, I don't know. It's a segment. It's a segment. <laughs> it's a se Just go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, be cool, guys. So will I watch this again? I could see myself going for it. Yes. Like, I could see myself, you know, you. we all know those times when you're looking for something to watch, not sure what to, don't really want to start something new. It's great to have on just in the background because even mm -hmm. if you hear every other word, you You're got fine. It, you know? Like maybe while I'm packing or something sometime. I could Absolutely. see that. Will I think about it again? Definitely. A lot because of what I said about being interested in how do you make entertainment for kids. Would I recommend it? I don't know. Maybe if I found out that someone was... I wouldn't not recommend it, I guess. Right. But... I'm not going to go to anyone and say, you've got to watch this. There's so much TV right now. Yeah. It would be absurd to be, like, dedicate yeah. Yeah. family ties. And I also don't think I would recommend it to a kid or a teen. Maybe if that kid or teen had a very specific interest in, like, old sitcoms or something. Yeah. I would probably recommend that two-parter to people. I am Alex. It's, I mean, it's pretty much considered... The best episodes. It's like a it's like a pretty groundbreaking TV moment. The fact yeah. that I mean they did wait till season five, so you know they know yeah. they don't have to worry about viewership. But yeah, like, they really break from the formula. In it's a big really way cool. And do something different. It was a really cool episode. Yeah. What about you, Nia? Um, I I think I might watch this again. I mean, I enjoyed watching this, even though I've seen 
these episodes, you know, I knew what I was in for. Yeah. I enjoy watching the show. I like seeing Michael J. Fox do his work. It's um, like chicken noodle soup for you, kind of. Yeah, right? it's just a comfy little thing to watch. I, You know I love sitcoms. Yeah. Will I think about it again? Yeah, it come, it pops up sometimes. Listen, that young, petite man. I just... Oh my god, enough with the petite! I'm just saying, and like, the season five, like, that's the that's the hair I love him to have. Like, Aww. that's the perfect haircut for him. I'm like so into it. Recommend, I think you're right on their whole recommend thing. Like, I right. would not recommend it, but... Who, I can't really imagine a scenario in which I would be like, you've gotta watch this! Especially people today, I just feel like the way TV is so different yeah. from this now, that like, this looks like right. a child's drawing, as yeah. opposed to like, a professional painter making a piece. 100, know? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. This is a crayon drawing, yes. so... Shut the front door. Great. We need to end this now. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> We're rambling. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Season two. Here we are. Here we are. Coming at you. Every other week now. As yes. To every week. Important info. Follow us on Twitter at W2MWPod. I have a hard time with that. Um, our website is welcometomyworldpod.com. Uh, you can search Welcome to My, My World on Facebook. And uh, you can email us. You can email us at welcometomyworldpod at gmail.com. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Those are all the places. What more do you need? Nothing. Listen to us. Talk to us. Please send us a message. Somebody. Yeah, we're looking to hear from you. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day, your week. Just have a great rest, you know? Yeah. Have a, have a good night sleep. Man. If it's a nighttime, yeah. Come on. And um, it's the daytime. Just pass out. Who cares? Who cares? Life's probably, bleeding. Probably someone cares. My name is Alex. Bye. Bye. <laughs>